1: Our Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. It is the last episode of the week as we continue to get you set for the Washington football team and the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. This particular podcast. Our weekend edition brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. The League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Remember, I watch... Washington football games from a press box, and they have Pepsi. So I drink all sorts of diet Pepsi all day long, which is awesome, baby. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, coming up on today's showgram, we are going to hear from Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington football team, as he gets set for game number two, first road game of the Ron Rivera era in Glendale, Arizona, at State Farm Stadium against Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, Dwayne uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I almost said Dwayne Hopkins, Dwayne Haskins, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and the rest of the Arizona Cardinals. And don't forget about their defense. We covered that uh, pretty much toe-to-toe in our crossover Thursday edition in the last episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Still available. Obviously, you can get it. Go listen to it right now. Beau Brock, Alex Clancy covering Locked on Cardinals with me uh, on the Washington side. So Ron Rivera, will start off with him. As we head home for Phoenix, Arizona. Hey coach, it's uh, Chris Russell. Sorry. I didn't realize I was first. Um, Just in terms of the team's temperature coming off of a win, obviously the resiliency that you guys showed and now with a couple of days of practice, do you like what you're seeing um, in terms of how they bounce back? Maybe not too high, a lot of work, a lot of things to correct or are you not seeing what you want to see?
2: Well, we're seeing what we want to see. But, again, you know, you you always have your expectations are higher. So, you know, I think they're where they need to be right now. You know, the next couple days obviously are important in terms of preparation and finalizing our preparation for this team. So we'll see how it goes tomorrow. You know, uh, looking forward to it because tomorrow is pretty much situational football. And uh, we'll go from there.
3: Hey, Ron, we got Scott Turner's thoughts on Antonio Gibson's debut yesterday. I'm not sure if we heard from you yet on him. So what did you make of what he did in week one and getting his feet wet in the NFL?
2: I thought he did well, you know, again, he's a young guy and you want to kind of introduce some guys uh, gradually, you know, for the things that we're asking of him, I thought he handled those pretty well. And, you know, in talking with Scotty, I know there's some more opportunities that we, we can create for, uh, for, for Antonio you know, he's a, he's a heck of a football player. And he showed you a couple of things that, you know, when the ball in his hands, he can be dynamic. So, you know, we most certainly are looking for opportunities for not just him, but all our guys.
0: Hey, Ron, there's a belief among some coaches and GMs that after coordinators, uh, offensive line coach is the most important coach or a higher, a head coach can make because they have five players in the field. There's chemistry and and things are important. there. I I just wonder if you agree with that.
2: Well, I think they're important. I mean, I think all the coaches are important, Um, you know, and, really it's, it's, it's really the value that you put on, on each guy, you know, I mean, I've been very fortunate for the last 10 seasons. I've had John Matsko with me and um, you know, with, with, with coach Matsko, his, his assistant has always been a former player. And, and I think those guys have done a great job. It's, I think it's a heck of a combination. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, after your coordinators offensive line coach could probably be uh, your uh, your quarterback coach could be uh, as well as your defensive line coach too. So, you know, it's um yeah, yeah, it's right up there, definitely.
0: And, and what can a, a coach like John Matsko, who's been around the game for, for such a long time, do for a first-time offensive coordinator like Scott?
2: Well, first of all, I think what what what, what happens for Scott is, you know, and, and Scott was on my original staff that included Coach Matsko, um, first of all, so there's familiarity, but but just the fact that you have a guy with that kind of knowledge and that kind of experience, you know, at your side, um, it helps, and and one of the things that you know Coach Masco can do is give him another opinion, another way to look at things. You know the uh, the other guy that's very valuable for this, as far as our staff's concerned, is is uh, is Pete Haynard. You know, a long time tight end coach in this league, who's done some great things, and you know he's got the same kind of background that Coach Masco has. You know, thirty years in the league and 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 doing a great jobs. So, you know, I, I think it's a good staff. I, I like the guys that we have. You know, running back, we got Randy, who's former running back, played in the league. So you know, it, it, it's, it's a very diverse group. Um, it's a very interesting group. Guys that have come from all over, guys that have been on championship teams, you know. Um, Jim Hoster's, you know, won a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, so, so to have guys at, at, at every position, you know, um, that, that has, a, has, a, has a very good background. I mean, Kenny Zampezi comes in and, and you know, he's worked with young quarterbacks before. So it, it, I think it's a good staff of guys. Thank you. Hey, Ron,
4: I'm curious with the back seven, there was a lot of talk about the defensive line pass rush with good reason. How important were they in that, you know, going up against a mobile quarterback like Carson and then looking ahead to Sunday when you have that back group against a mobile quarterback like Kyler? We know what the pass rush, but what about that back seven against that that sort of situation?
2: Well, the back seven's got to play smart football. That's for doggone sure, you know, first and foremost. You know, you, you've got to play discipline and smart football against a guy like Kyler because he's going to extend plays and you, you've got to be able to – you know, be where you're supposed to be focus in on, on, on what your, 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 your assignment is and and go from there. You know, if a, if a guy starts getting antsy starts getting nosy starts looking in the backfield, um, he can give up plays. You know, he can lose sight of where he's supposed to uh, who's supposed to be covering. Um, one thing they can't do either is, is you got, you know, you got to be strict in your zones. If you're playing zone coverage, you got to get to your landmarks. You got to connect to who you're supposed to connect to. And so it's, it's very vital that the back seven understands that because, you know, again, if 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 he breaks contain or he extends a play, you know, you have to be disciplined enough to force him, you know, to to to, to either throw the ball away or or, or 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 run on his own. And then
4: when when um, it, in those situations, like
2: I lost you. Hello.
4: So, sorry about that. I, I I'm back. Um how did you feel like they did in those situations last week were you pleased with that and oh, yeah very much so you know, you so.
2: You know the, the only one that got away from us was 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 the one on ronald you know when when he let you know he he let he let uh, jackson get behind him i mean you know he and he knows better than that cuz the very next time they tried to go deep again he was there to to, to almost make the interception so you know again that just showed you that, that it, it is about playing discipline it is about you know playing you know where you're supposed to in your techniques and 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 that really to me last week I thought was the only thing that really kind of disappointed me I I will say the first quarter and a half we we weren't connecting the way we needed to underneath in terms of getting to our landmarks carrying receivers from one zone to the other that type of stuff but and we lost leverage a couple times when we were in man but once we settled in once the pass rush got going once the coverage really kind of you know set themselves you could see the the success we were having
3: Hey, Ron, when you were looking back at the film, there were those, I believe it was two consecutive plays right before the half where the Eagles were trying to take those two big shots to Rager and to Deshaun Jackson. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious, before you guys face Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, how do you plan to address those type of situations? They, You know, Carson Wentz missed them, but how do you address not letting guys get behind you, especially when you have the opponents you have this week?
2: Well, that's all part of the game. Sometimes that's going to happen. They're going to take shots. You know, you're to, you, you, what you got to do is you got to be disciplined and you can't sit on those routes and anticipate some sort of break off of it. You know, when, when you start settling your feet, expect them to run a dig or to run a stop or run a comeback, that gets you in trouble. And and so really, it's really about the discipline of it. So, again, you know, what we have to do is just play disciplined football and do our assignments.
3: And then the last thing was the um, III, he – from 2012 your defensive line had the most sacks in the league I guess what is attributed to that success the team just had eight as you know but what has been the secret to the success there
2: well I think part of it has been coaching but I also think part of it's having the right kind of personnel I mean you know, I've been very fortunate to have guys that you know can be very productive and 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 you know, go back and look at the players that we had in Carolina you know with Greg Hardy and Charles Johnson and Mario Addison um one Short Star Lutalete I mean you know, DeJuan Edwards. I mean, I mean, these are guys. These are guys that get after the quarterback. Well, here we're fortunate. We have guys that get after the quarterback, but you've also got to have somebody that's going to that's going to work with them, teach them, get them to understand. Um, you know, and 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 then get them to 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 go out and do their jobs. And and you also have to have a play caller that's willing to make the plays. I mean, I was fortunate in my time. You know that 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 I had Sean McDermott, I had Steve Wilkes, You know, um, I had uh, Eric Washington as my coordinator. So. You know, here, I got Jack, and Jack did a great job last Sunday. So, you know, I think we've got the makings. We've got the formula for what we need. And then also, let's don't forget the coverage. You know, we, we, we had some cover, guys. You know, we, we had some years where we were up there in the top two or three in takeaways. So that, that's also a big part of it as well.
1: And thanks to Ron Rivera and Washington Football, WashingtonFootball.com, for joining us right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. Coming up, Jack Del Rio and an injury report for the Washington and Arizona contest this Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 1 o'clock Pacific, from Glendale, Arizona. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here for Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether they're our corner stores or our coffee spots or our favorite shops. Local businesses have always been there for us, They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back and making a difference, going that extra mile to support us and our community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need your support as well. So it's time for us to return the favor, guys. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop.
5: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Straight out to defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. I started off by asking him about coverage and what happened from drive one to the rest of the game, for the most part, as Ron Rivera alluded to in his press conference where they lost some guys in zone. Hey, Jack, uh, it's Chris Russell. Thanks for doing this. Um, just curious, Ron was saying, you know, that early on, obviously, you guys didn't do a good Job maybe carrying guys into the proper area and zone and whatever. What what do you think clicked maybe for some of the coverage concepts that you guys were trying to execute early on that maybe fell short on that first touchdown drive for Philadelphia?
6: Uh, you're referring to the last the, our our first ball game. Uh, yeah. We we just we started slow. You know we we weren't taking care of the details of our assignment the way we the way we need to and. Um, it was not just in the back end; it was throughout our defense. You know, we we gave them a couple of uh, third down, you know, gave a third down conversion on one uh, jumping off sides. We gave them a, a third and seven, went to third and two, jumping off sides. So, you know, we just we weren't on point early. I thought the 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 positive was that you know we collected ourselves and we continued to fight and compete. And um, you know, got it turned obviously and, and finished the way you want to finish. So you know for me, it's always about you know developing that, that mental toughness, that, that grit to kind of hang in when things aren't going well and just keep playing, keep competing and keep coming after the team one play at a time. and, and I, I know it's kind of clicheish, but uh, it is a fact that that gives you a chance to come out of it, which we did and then we really put our stamp on the game as, as as the game continued, we really put our stamp on it.
3: Hey, Jack, Pete Haley with NBC Sports Washington. A lot of your bigger names produced against the Eagles, but one guy who was out there a lot and flashed was Cam Curl. I'm just curious what you've seen out of him to trust him so much, especially for a seventh rounder after a short offseason.
6: Well, yeah, Cam did a, did a tremendous job for us. You know, I've, I've told the guys numerous times, doesn't matter how you get here, it's what you do with your opportunity. and. Um, you know whether you were undrafted or drafted later or taken early it doesn't really matter it's about performing for the football team and I think he's done that from day one you know cam has really been you know just a, a quick learner and um and a good football player and you know he hearn, earned his way into the ball game through his efforts throughout practice and and um and he played well so you know it's a it's a it's you know a bright spot when Guys develop and, and and they're doing things you want them to do, and when they do that, then you give them a chance to play. Thank you.
0: Hey, Jack. I know you want your your defense to be downhill and pretty aggressive. Um, when you when you face a quarterback like Kyler Murray, who can obviously get out of the pocket, ran for almost 100 yards last week. I wonder if you want your guys to to stay aggressive to keep that identity, or if you want to maybe be a little uh, a little more cautious uh, in chasing after him this week.
6: Yeah, I think you know. To me, in terms of specific game plan thoughts, I'll stay away from that. But um, we recognize we have a tremendous challenge. This super talented young man, and um, you know, we recognize it. All you have to do is put on the tape all of last year. uh, He's special. He's got he's got uh, tremendous abilities, and and we have to make sure that we're doing all we can to uh, to help keep him contained. Thank you.
4: Hey, Jack John Kime, ESPN. Along those lines, how much did you see him kind of wear down the 49ers defense late in the game? And how important is that to just kind of keep your guys fresh throughout the game?
6: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the challenge. Obviously, you know, um, you know, Cliff with the air raid system. You know, they they want to run a lot of plays, and um, eventually, you're either not able to keep up with them and you bust, make mistakes, or they wear you down, and and then and then they. Have guys with uh, with speed that are running all over the field. And it looks like they have a joystick in a video game. Uh, so I mean, you know, so we we've got that's that's the challenge in front of us. You know, we've got to play good defense and we've got to find a way to 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 not allow them to possess the ball and um, and not allow them to score points and help our football team win any way we can. And we know that you know the challenges of going against this type of system is they're going to want to run a lot of plays and and uh, we're going to have to be able to match that.
3: Hey, Jack, Brandon Walker with The Athletic. I was just curious, what was it like for you to be back on the sideline? Obviously, it's been three years since you were in a coaching position of any kind. Just what was it like for you being back out there on Sunday? I guess what were some of the, the things that, you know, you enjoyed the most or things that you're like, ah, like a little rusty there?
6: Back in the saddle, felt great. Um, the only thing really that was different was not having fans there. You know, I really I missed I missed that. I missed the fans. Um, you know, I really like to take it all in. I like to experience it all, and and part of the part of the joy of doing what I do is to have that experience on game days where, you know, the fans are fired up, and, you know, either on the road they're against you or at home they're for you. And but just feeling the emotion of the fans, I missed that. I really did. And um, so I hope hope we get back to having fans soon. Um, I really did miss them. So all you fans out there, missed you, man. It was, uh, you know. You know, we share we share the highs and the lows, you know, with the fans, and um, and so I missed that interaction. But in terms of being on the sideline and doing my thing, um, yeah, I felt like uh, I was just back on the saddle. Hey, Jack, uh, just wanted to ask about Ryan Kerrigan.
0: What does it do? You know, he only played 22 snaps, but he was still really productive. When you guys have a rotation, what does it do for the defense overall when? a guy is taking maybe the most advantage of his reps and getting that production in a limited scale.
6: Well, it's a great example of what it should look like. You know, um, he, he just it doesn't surprise me. He's been the consummate professional. And the idea is that he's, you know, he's an older player. He's not going to be able to generate, you know, 70 snaps a game anymore and, and make it, you know, through a season. But we feel like, you know, that hes he's got The ability to still play at a high level and really help our football team win and we and we like him just smaller doses but not saying it has to be down to 20 um it may be more than that but i but i I love the approach of having uh a guy be able to set the example of what it looks like to be a pro handle your business be prepared take advantage of the reps you get and um and and remain very very positive in everything he does he's a professional every day giving great examples of what it should look like so i um, super happy for him and obviously our, you know, the football team's, you know, all time sack leader now. So that's a uh, tip of the tip of the cap for that. That's outstanding. Thanks.
0: Hey, Dad. Jack, I've been standing with The Athletic. Uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis was a player that you and Ron uh, talked about during uh, leading into the season that somebody needed to keep an eye on. And obviously he played, I think, all of one snap on Sunday. What, what did you think of, of his performance? And uh, yeah, what did you think of his performance?
6: Uh, yeah, really pleased with him. Uh, he's a really good football player. You know, we had one you know, really glaring technique error on a tight end, on coverage on a tight end that, 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 uh, that he can do in his sleep. And um, I have all the, all the uh, confidence in the world that, that uh, he'll, he'll do that at a much higher rate. But he let one get away that I would say he let get away from him technique-wise. Um, but other than that, I thought he played very well, and he's going to be a really good player for us.
0: And just to sort of follow up on that, obviously, one element he has is, is speed. And, and it seems like that was a, an emphasis for you guys. How important, uh, what do you think of the speed element for you guys just broadly on defense on uh, Sunday?
6: Well, we we covet speed. We're looking for speed. Um, he's got speed, you know. So, you know, it's it's in today's NFL, you've got to be able to play in space. You've got to be able to match the speed in space and, you know, more and more offenses are stretching the field not just vertically but horizontally, and and, and they're getting people into space. And, and there were a couple of key plays in the game where he showed up with his speed and was able to make plays to keep it go from second and and, and four to keep it to third and four because he made a great tackle. used his speed to close on a play on the sideline. So those are the kind of things that you get when you have speed on the field. And and uh, yeah, I think I think he's a you know super player, and uh, we're excited to have him. Hey,
1: Coach Scott Abraham, ABC7. I asked the same question to uh, Coach uh, Rivera earlier. It seems like a lot of the, the fan base is so excited about the debut of Chase Young in the sense they want to anoint him into the Hall of Fame already, that he's done such a good job, but obviously he's a rookie. He's still growing. Do you have a private conversation maybe uh, with Chase during this week to kind of, in a sense, ignore the noise and just focus and, and be level-headed in a sense?
6: Uh, it's not necessary to have that conversation. This young man has got his head on right. Uh, he's got designs on, on, on playing great football. He's very serious about his approach. Uh, he's not paying any attention to any of that noise out there. He's focused on getting ready for the Cardinals, understanding the matchup, who he's going against, how, how he needs to attack that guy, uh, where he needs to be in, in, within our structure of our defense and, and things, and so now that's where his, his focus is where it should be, and, and I love that about him. And that's been from day one, that's been how he conducts himself. And, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, having a guy like uh, Kerrigan around, uh, you know, is a great role model because that's the guy that does it the right way every day. And so um, I think you're, you're just seeing a consistent guy that's going to be consistent. He just happens to be young, but he's a consistent player and he works hard at it.
1: Okay, hey Jack, uh, I was wondering how much you have to balance or if there is a balance that you have to strike between not having the preseason games and wanting to kind of look at guys and see different combinations and things while at the same time playing games for real and, you know, games that count.
6: You know, I really haven't spent a lot of time worrying about what we didn't have, just kind of used the structure that we had in place that Coach Rivera um, set out for us uh, in terms of how we were going to approach it and preparing. And um, and just look to get that done. And as you know, so here we are, going into week two and uh, dialing up this opponent, and have very very no thoughts about what wasn't or what was, uh, you know, over the lead-up period that we had in preparing for this season. It's really all about, you know, recognizing the challenges in front of us and getting ready for this this opponent. Thanks.
3: All right, guys, that's it for today. Thanks so much, Coach Del Rio. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jack.
1: Thank you all. All right, once again, that is defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio as he gets ready for a long, long three-hour-plus affair trying to defend and control and stop Kyler Murray, as he talked about there. We'll come back, put the finishing touch, a pick, and a prediction On the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for our friends at NFL Game Pass. That's right. Mm hmm. Yeah. If you don't have it already, I don't know what you're doing this season. Get football on your time. With NFL Game Pass, you can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays. In just 45 minutes with condensed games, you can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game. Every week, it's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Episodes Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films Archive. Go to nfl.com game pass right now to start your free trial today. Guys, NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, we heard from Ron Rivera. We heard from Jack Del Rio. If you listen to our five-minute Google News initiative and Google News update uh, through Locked On, you can also hear a little bit from Chase Young. We don't have enough time to get it to another player uh, here, so we're just going to pick this particular game. Again, from a gambling and straight up perspective, straight up, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to win a 20, let's call it 27, 23 type of affair. So that means I have the Washington football team covering the number, whatever it lands on uh, ultimately, and whatever book and whatever line you used. I mean, I've seen six, six and a half, seven, whatever it is, I, I think. Pretty, I feel pretty good about Washington covering uh, that number. Now, maybe they'll backdoor cover it with a late touchdown. That I don't know. Here's my problem, and this is why I don't pick Washington to win. I, I, again, I, I do believe that the defense is much better. I just don't know if they're going to get enough support from this offense against good defenses, maybe against bad, but against good defenses in Arizona, I would qualify them as you know, an improving defense with Chandler Jones and Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson and Isaiah Simmons uh, and some of the other talent that they have and some of the depth, Jordan Phillips, all those guys along the defensive line. Again, they are not unbeatable. They are not untouchable, but I think they are pretty good and I think they're getting better. And they've got speed and athleticism on multiple layers. So to me, I, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence that this offense is going to be able to go toe-to-toe, march, up and down the field all day long on Sunday and move the football at will and convert on third down. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see that. So I'll take... Arizona straight up. I'll take Washington to cover the six and a half, let's call it, seven. Uh, And, you know, hopefully it's a good game. uh, And we will be back here late Sunday night into Monday morning. For now, have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Chris Russell, Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast. Adios.